0: Church, would you stand with us?
1: God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.
2: Jesus said, the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you. In thought, word, and deed, by what I have done, and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen.
1: The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution or remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of His Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
2: With Your Spirit, the oh Collect. O God, You declare Your almighty power, chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Grant us the fullness of Your grace, that we, running to obtain Your promises, may become partakers of Your heavenly treasure, through Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever.
1: Amen. Off to Sunday school. There we are, a mighty army. Will, you're looking good. <laughs> hey, buddy. Good to see you guys. All right, let's play. pray for this crew. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless each and one of these young warriors in your kingdom. They would fill their heart with courage and wisdom and grace. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. 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 <laughs>
3: Our first reading this morning comes from Esther, chapter 7, beginning in verse 1. So the king and Haman went to dine with Queen Esther. And on the second day, at the banquet of wine, the king again said to Esther, What is your petition, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you. And what is your request? Up to half the kingdom. It shall be done." Then Queen Esther answered and said, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition, and my people at my request. For we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. Had we been sold as male and female slaves, I would have held my tongue, although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. So the king, Asuerus, answered and said to Queen Esther, Who is he, and where is he, who would dare presume in his heart to do such a thing? And Esther said, The adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. So Haman was terrified before the king and queen. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God.
2: Please. The
3: psalm. This morning's psalm is Psalm 124, and we'll say it responsively by the half verse. If it had been the Lord who, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, Israel if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when the man rose up us, then they would have swallowed us alive. The then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The would have over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord. Who not our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The our help is in the name of the Lord glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it
2: was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. You may be seated.
4: Our second reading is from the book of James, chapter 4, verse 11, commencing. Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother, speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thank you, God. Please stand for reading the gospel. The Holy Gospel of our
2: Lord Jesus Christ.
1: According to St. Mark. Glory Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Mark, chapter 9, beginning in
2: verse 38. Now John answered him, saying, Teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow us. But Jesus said, Do not forbid him, for no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterward speak evil of me. For he who is not against us is on our side. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to Christ, assuredly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it'd be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed rather than having two hands, to go to hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life lame rather than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye, rather than having two eyes, to be cast into hellfire, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be seasoned with fire, and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. The gospel of the Lord. Lord.
1: Heavenly Father, I ask that you would bless this time together and that you would share your word with us. That we would hear, Lord, what your what your word is from heaven for us today. In the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Uh boy. I love I love I love ordinary times. It's a great season for me. It's you know, it's like um I was thinking, you know, Baskin Robin has thirty-one flavors, or they anyway used to be famous for that, but you only picked one, right? You gotta pick one. Um, I like ordinary times because of the nature of the subjects that we talk to. Uh, during the season, uh, during the year, we you know we hear the Nativity, Lent, Easter, Pentecost. This is a story of of God saving mankind, Jesus coming and being amongst us. And then and then we have Pentecost, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And then and then we enter ordinary times, as if being filled with the Spirit was ordinary, which it is, which is good. And so it's interesting the topics that we get to talk about, right? And and uh, how we live out our Christian faith in the world. Um, recently, we've been hearing from Bishop and Jesse about the wisdom of God and how it differs from the world. And what you know, when I say the world, I'm talking about there's there's us in the church, and then there's the the part of the world humanity that's outside of the church. What 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 could they know, right? But it's How the difference in the wisdom that God brings to us that's different from the world and, and the dangers of pride and envy and resentment and bitterness. I mean, you know, those are, those are good lessons to learn and to hear and to be in the presence of God and be transformed. And then, and then my, my chance to preach comes up and, uh, Jesus is saying, cut off your hand or your foot. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah thanks <laughs> last time last time i was preaching on a sunday uh, jesus in the gospel was saying unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood you have no part of me i'm like my timing is really bad <laughs> uh hopefully not bad for you right as we as we talked about before right the we have we have been given spiritual eyes to see what God says and He means in this, and and um, we know what it means to receive God in the flesh and receive His blood in the body and the blood of Christ at the Eucharist, right? You remember I was talking about how this is, you know, how how the world has lost its perspective on love. They don't understand what love is anymore because they've been completely distracted and wound up in the idea of love as romance and i'm a big fan of romance so it's it's not the real world right and and i talk about marriage marriage is love but i told you you could ask debbie that marriage is suffering and sacrifice (laughs) that's real life and it is and it's and it's good and it's different and and it's us entering into the ministry that that uh, Christ has for the world, where He laid down His life for us when we didn't deserve it. Um, he's transforming us. He's in us. He is empowering us. And then here we are, right? Cut off your hands. Now, one of the things that I'm I'm grateful for when I, you know, as a Christian and I walk in the faith and I learn things, is that there is something that is, let's say, profoundly common sense in the kingdom of God. And that, um, you know, if if the church throughout the ages had interpreted this passage of Jesus saying, to, you know, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off, then confession would be really scary. <laughs> you know, people don't want to go anyway because it's, it's hard. Uh, but that would be even worse. Well, it's common sense. That's not what it is. And you read the whole fullness of the Scripture and you can see it. Um, you have to have spiritual eyes. Jesus said that it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you, but what comes out of your heart. And it's, you know, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks you can find out a lot about yourself by listening to what you say <laughs> and that's the real problem and there's nothing you can cut off that's going to solve that problem you're going to have to enter into God's presence you're going to have to be transformed by him so let me take a moment and i'm going to look at this gospel lesson and see this these words of Jesus in this context a little bit and i want to i want to call it out in like three parts three parts about what is expressed in this gospel lesson in the first part um the disciples are coming saying these other people do does not follow us as casting out demons in jesus name and jesus says let them alone because if they're doing miracles in my name then they can't fight against me later right and then and then he goes on whoever gives a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to Christ, assuredly, I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me, he's talking about us, the kingdom, the people of God. Whoever causes one of them to stumble, it's better for them if they tied a millstone around their neck and jumped in a lake. <laughs> Go jump in the lake. Um, One of the things I think I see in this is that uh, it's not about so much about what's going on in the world that you need to worry about, but worry about who you are in it. It's not the other guy, hey, that guy, right? And if you look at the Old Testament, right, it's like, don't be Haman, be Esther, right? Haman was trying to have all the Jews in the kingdom there to be eliminated. Uh, Don't be that guy. (laughs) Worry about your own heart. Worry about your own self. Um, in In the New Testament lesson too, it says don't speak evil of one another. These are simple lessons. I like this part. (laughs) press into what God has for you and don't worry about pointing the finger at the other guy. And then he goes on and he talks about cutting off your right hand or cutting off your foot or cutting off, plucking out your eye. And you think about that and that would be, man, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Seriously, that's like, I'm not doing that. Because that's a terrible, terrible thing. But there is an important part of that is that there's, there is, um, you know, our nature of sin that's in us. Uh, you know, I don't need to tell you, you know where you fall short. And it's hard, it's hard not to, just because of who we are inside. But hard is not the same thing as impossible. And uh, failure is never the end in the kingdom of God. That, that however we may stumble, it's because of who God is and his faithfulness and his power that we are always rescued, always set free, always given new life. That's our life and faith in the kingdom. And so we don't have to be afraid of that. And so as a consequence of that, when we look at it and we say, how hard is that? How hard is that to cut off that part of my life, that sin, hard, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And the message of the kingdom has always been, it's worth the suffering and the sacrifice that you need to take to walk out your faith in the world. Because God is watching and he cares for you. He watches over you and he will provide for you. Your life has meaning. If only because God is paying attention to you, (laughs) right? If that's all there was, it would be more than enough. And it's true. And we're all here together. We all matter to each other. Our lives are important. And the struggle that we go through is worth, worth it. It's worth it. And then he goes on and he says, For everyone will be seasoned with fire, yes, And every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Salt is good. But if the salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. Now, this salt, salt salt as an element is something that we need to live. You can have too much and you can have too little. But the one thing about salt is wherever it goes, whatever it does, it's still salt. It's always salt. It has this emblematic meaning of the consistency of who God is throughout all time. He's always the same. And we're called to have that saltiness in us. That we're to be in Christ all the time, walking the way he would walk, walking the way he would have us walk in this world. It is it is used in food because it makes it taste better. It's seasoning. It's great. It is used to purify things. Uh, There's some great lessons in the Old Testament. Elisha uh, at Jericho putting salt in a well that was bad. The well made people sick and they prayed over it. He threw the salt in it and the the water was made fresh ever since. Powerful, purifying, preserving this consistency, this covenant, and all of that. And I would, I would say this in understanding. You know, as we, as we are tested with fire, as we're meant to be salt in the world, it makes us good company. Be salty. You know, the life of Christ in us is lively and good and worth sharing. So be salty, be salty, if nothing else. Um, so the question that I want to ask and press in on now is, what is it that makes, that makes this life possible? The God in us as salt in the world to transform the world because we have been transformed. I think an essential part of that is as we learn to see the world the same way that God does. That when we see the world the way God does, then we act the way God would act. But if we're confused or blinded or, or distracted, uh, then, then we lose that vision. There are so many places in scripture where it says the light, you know, the, the light is dawning on us. God is light to us and we can see And the difference between the light and dark is that you can see in the light <laughs> and you can't see in the dark and the world's in the dark. What, what chance do they have? But we have light and we bring that into the world to help people see. That's good. That's good news. So we want to see the way God sees. And for that, I want to, I want to look at some psalms. Let's start with the psalm that we said this morning, 124. Um, I know it's in here. Psalm 124. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us. This is the beginning. It's like these are songs, and you can see the repetition in there. It's like you you could get on board with that. You could sing that song. <laughs> If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, well, we know the Lord is on our side. So what, they would have swallowed us alive their wrath was, when their wrath was kindled against us. The waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. We were about to be overwhelmed. Thank God that the Lord was with us. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prey to their teeth. This is for us to be confident. We know that God is for us and with us in the world. We don't have to be afraid. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the foulers, The snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. And this this part right here, the final verse. Our help is in the name of the Lord. We say that a lot. I think we say that at Advent over and over again. Our help is in the name of the Lord. And it says, who has made heaven and earth. We say that part too. Who has made heaven and earth. And that is an important part of our being able to see the world the way God does. There is a, there is a what Psalm is it? Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. There was a time in the history of this church, I think we said that almost every Sunday. <laughs> The earth is the Lord and everything in it. He's like, well, this, doesn't that change the way you look at the world? The earth is the Lord and everything in it. How do you suppose this story going to end? <laughs> Good. <laughs> right? It's pretty obvious. The owner, the creator, God himself. The earth belongs to him. Um, Psalm 2 is great, too. We read that a lot back in the day. And you read that and it's like, why do the nations rage? It's like, that's futile. It wasn't like so much that they were bad and we hate them, but it was futile. You know, it was. They were they were in for it. <laughs> they were going to get it. Why do the nations rage? The Lord scoffs at them. Why wouldn't he? He created everything. Everything belongs to him. And as we understand that and see that, um, it makes it easier to be salt in the world makes us easier to see what God has asked us to be, what he's created us to become. Like God created you on purpose. And he likes that purpose. And he has things for you to do that he'd like to see you do. He's interested. He cares about you. How good is that? Right? So if we can see the way he sees, then it will be easier for us to do those things and to walk in the things that God called us to walk in. There is a there is another Psalm 19 also has this passage in it too right when we think about the earth is the Lord's and everything in it belongs to him and it and it's uh, it it's very poetic the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork day unto day utters speech and night unto night reveals knowledge. Uh, There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. It's like the heavens. They're talking about the stars and the moon and the sun. Even creation all around us is declaring God's glory. No one can miss it. The earth is the Lord's. Everything that belongs in it is his. All right. Now what I want to do here as we close is look at Psalm 146, one of my favorites. And I want to look at it kind of piece by piece, as we are trying to, you know, find that, you know, how does the Lord guide us in living out this calling on our life and how we see the way God sees. And it starts out with, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. That tells you who's singing this song. It's a guy who loves the Lord and wants to praise him, like we all did this morning. It was great. Great job, band. <laughs> great to join with you in praise to God. And it says, Do not put your trust in princes, nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. His spirit departs, he returns to the earth, and that very day his plans perish. Well, it's clear if you've been around long enough that people are going to let you down, that they are not perfect in themselves, But Christ in us makes us perfect. And so you, your, your trust, your reliance, the one who is going to rescue you is not a person. It's not a president or a governor or a preacher or, you know, whoever it might be. Because they are subject to the same limitations you are, is that we're human beings. We're we're fighting the nature of our sin so hard that it's like cutting our hand off. <laughs> right? So in that, don't trust don't trust in them. But it's not like we were without hope. Because you are absolutely with hope. If God had not had been on our side, but he was, thanks be to God. Happy is he who is the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps truth forever. Wow, that's powerful. That's exactly what we've been saying. We can see with God's eyes because everything belongs to him. We have to see from his eyes because everything belongs to him. And he shows us. He gives us light. He gives us this ability to see through his eyes. To accept the reality that maybe love involves suffering. Maybe love involves sacrifice. Even the love of God recalls it on us to be willing to put ourselves out there but not without hope, not without hope. And it talks, it goes on, and I'm gonna, I want to go through the rest of this and just look at this vision of who God is and how he acts in the world so that we can see how God sees the world and how he sees us and he sees those around us. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. The work of God in the world and through us in the world is to help bring justice, to see justice and to help bring justice, to give food to the hungry. To bring freedom to prisoners. It says, The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. Now, when I see this, and I see this, I, Jesus in his first sermon back in his hometown preached out of Isaiah, and it was very much similar to this. Uh, Good news to the poor, sight to the blind, freedom to the prisoner, release to those who are oppressed. Healing to the brokenhearted. And here we see the same kind of thing, right? Those who need to have their sight, the people that are blind, or people who can't see. The people in the world can't see. Our work in the world is to help them see. They can be prisoners bound up in sin and other bad habits. You know, people need to be rescued. Even people who know they need to be rescued, right, need to know that they need to get out of whatever has got them trapped, often will know they need help. I need help. I can't do this on my own. I don't want to be stuck in this trap. Who will get me out of here? Well, thanks be to God. He has sent his son so that we might be rescued, the Lord opens the eyes of the blind and raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over strangers. He relieves the fatherless and widow. <sighs> but the way of the wicked, he turns upside down. <laughs> that seems normal to me. I've seen it. And, uh, you know, I am, I am glad That I am here in this kingdom, that God watches over me. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. And the psalmist ends where he begins. Hallelujah. Which is, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, God created you on purpose. He is, He has sacrificed and suffered that you might be free. That you might be saved that you might have power, and he's done all that on purpose for you. You're important to him. So, make good sacrifices. Don't be afraid of suffering. And be salty. You'll make good company. Please stand. Let us continue... and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
2: Let us pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you.
0: And your name may be glorified by all people.
2: We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons.
0: they may be faithful ministers of the word and sacrament.
2: We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. Give to the departed eternal rest. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also
4: come to share
1: Amen. Lord, you prayers What we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to the glory of your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Turn and greet your neighbors with the peace of the Lord. Peace, neighbor.
3: had got some of the same announcements this week, but uh, a little bit different take on all these. I guess they had the, the ladies' meeting on Saturday, and they were talking about all the activities we're going to do at our picnic coming up next weekend. So I'm excited about activities. We also uh, – so those of you that are coming, we're going to have some great stuff, some fun things for the kids to do and for the adults to do at, at our picnic next week. And uh, for those of you who don't know, bring a salad bread or a dessert to share right And that's that's next Sunday after church okay uh, couple announcements for the men we have a men's meeting on Saturday. I'm sure we'll be getting ready for the picnic setting up setting up the downstairs getting it all ready to go so that we can have a great time on Sunday. And then for the men's retreat uh, I just uh, we were I was talking with my with my group on the men's retreat and we're going to do a cornhole championship at our men's retreat, and that's an activity there. So activities are like on my mind. I don't know why, but they are. Those of you out there who have cornhole boards, let me know. Uh, We're going to need as many as we can get out there in November uh, so that we can have a bracket and a really good competition like we always have. Some reason, Yeah, we got to compete for some reason. So... Anyway, and then I just, uh, one, one more thing, and I asked Lewis if I could just share this. I felt like the Lord just fell prophetically on that song, Ask and then I'll Give the Nations to You, when we were singing this morning. And what it, he's just saying, like, the nations are going to come to you. People are going to come ask you about your life and about how you walk through the things in your life or the challenges that you've had to deal with in your life people are going to come ask you from the world and the answer's simple it's my faith it's it's my relationship with Jesus that's allowed me to come through there it's not because i start having cocktails at noon or whatever that i can have a smile on my face but it's because i have faith and a relationship with Jesus and so that was the prophetic word that i just, when when we started singing that song it was just like the holy spirit was on it and so i just I want to encourage you guys that he's speaking Holy Spirit is speaking to you, and he's going to give you the words to say to people around you to encourage them. Yeah. Amen. Can I ask that
0: really quick? Sorry, two weeks ago, I thought I got the verse, and it goes with what you're saying. That's why I picked the song, but it's Matthew 9:37. It says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So it's like, I want to be a part of that. I don't want to just sit, you know? So like, I don't know, Just just like, that's cool. Yeah.
2: Okay. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's Word by engaging with Him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge His name. But do not neglect to do good And to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
0: Yeah
1: welcome all baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. It is made ready for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little. You who have been here often and you have not been here long. You who have tried to follow and you who have failed, come. Because it is the Lord who invites you. It is his will that those who want him should meet him here. Come to the table. The Lord be with you. And
2: with with your spirit.
1: Lift up your hearts.
2: We lift them up to the Lord.
1: Give thanks to the Lord our God.
2: It is right. give him thanks and
1: Father, all powerful and ever living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through His cross and resurrection, He freed us from sin and death. And called us to the glory that has made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choirs of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and join in their unending hymn of praise. Lord, you are holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts and make them holy, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, at death he freely accepted, he took bread. He gave you thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise, gave the cup to his disciples, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of our faith Christ has died, Christ is risen and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by your Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig, our Bishop Douglas, and all the clergy. Remember those for whom we now pray. Connie, Susan, Carl, Serena, Naomi, Sonia, Sandra, Karen, Tammy, Maria, Kyla, Jean, Mario, Patrick, Ramona, Lyle, Laura, John Mark, Lance Corporal Vargas, Robert, the Marines and sailors of Camp Pendleton, and all those who serve in our armed forces. You can add the names of the people you're praying for. Through our hearts to remember the poor and broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, martyrs, and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world.
0: Have mercy upon us.
1: Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world.
0: Have mercy upon us.
1: Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world.
0: Brand, Brand, us peace.
1: The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Jesus died for you and feed on him in your hearts with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to his supper. Amen. Oh, Jesus, this is your body. Saint Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who roam throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. As you go out from here, always remember the gospel. That God was in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. God loves you. God has forgiven you, God is not mad at you, and God will never leave you nor forsake you. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and those you love and care for now and forever. Amen. Amen.
2: Let's go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.